And we're back. Believe it or not, we actually exist still. Oh, and that's me being professional. And that's three quest lines blown up. Yeah, that's me being professional. So finally, after uh, it's like, been a month, about a month, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, like you hit like the perfect storm of like concert season. Well, yeah. I mean, this is it's April, May. As much as I love it for the playoffs, it, it starts the busy part mm-hmm. of my work year, and it's been hard for us to find time to record, but. uh yeah, we're back. Yeah, it just was just a. Uh, I think it will always wind up being like, when you were free, I wound up having something. Right. And then, as you notice, people have noticed Ashley's not here, unfortunately. And Ashley is in the middle of wedding wedding, mode. wedding planning. And then, of course, she texted me and got sick today. Yeah, it's so, going around. I, as you can tell, my voice is not 100%. I think that's partially because um, of having to scream over amplifiers all weekend, but partially because I was in Columbus, Ohio, for Rock on the Range, and it rained all weekend. Oh, somber mood, probably, right? Yeah. Um, Soundgarden was supposed to headline the Friday night. That mm-hmm, was Because they were in, they were in, they were in Detroit the, the night before, which is when Chris died. And then they were in well, Columbus, right? Well, yeah, they were in Columbus Friday, and then there was going to be Point Same, Fest Point Saturday. Saturday. Which got completely canceled. Yes. Um, Friday was weird. Um, but there was a, there was a really nice tribute to him at the end of the day. But it was they have a filler. In? No, no, they, they didn't. Went, went along, um, somebody went long. I guess somebody just went longer. Well, what they did, well, the weather was the filler because yeah. there was a four hour Ooh, pause where they had to evacuate the stadium because wow. of bad weather. Um, but then they opened up the stage, and it's supposed to be curfews eleven o'clock, and the fire marshal uh, a because of weather and B, because of the events that had happened this week leading up to it, uh, lifted the curfew, and we went to 1 o'clock in the morning. That's cool. And the, the main stage went off with everybody playing, but there was a, a really, really nice tribute for, for Chris on uh, Friday night. And throughout the whole weekend, you know, bands were... Is that the Corey Taylor one? That yeah. I well, uh, Corey and Stone Sour played Outshine Thursday night okay. at the pre-party. Uh, Friday night... There was like a 20-minute uh, slideshow set to music of Soundgarden. And then Corey came out acoustic, uh, did Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd, and did Hunger Strike by Temple of the That's Dog. That's the one I heard. That's the one yeah. I heard. And then um, there's 20 more minutes of, of slides and, and music. But um, the whole weekend, people were you know doing either bits or full-on covers of Soundgarden songs. It was it was a lot of fun. It was It was a good weekend. Um, despite the fact that there were both physical and emotional clouds over the stadium all weekend. But, yeah, my voice is pretty trashed. Yeah. So before we get into hockey, I'll ask your opinion on this real quick. What do you think about fans trying to book his hotel room? A little little messed up, a little too soon? Or... <laughs> oh, it's very too soon. Um, I saw that. I don't I look. It, I, I like, okay, well, let's put a scenario for you. If – Heaven forbid it won't happen. One day it will, obviously. If Axel, if Axel, yeah, if Axel, Axel hotel. Would you, would you be like, got to do that? 
Um, it would depend on the circumstances. Let's say similar to Cornell. Let's just say, just for I don't know. I don't think I'd want to. I don't something that tragic. I'd like to go visit the grave, but not that. Yeah. That being said, um, if you're ever in Hollywood, there is a rat hole motel. I mean, it's a place that if you drove by, you would not wish your worst enemy to stay there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is the place that Jim Morrison lived the last month of his life before he died. I believe that's accurate. Mm. Uh, it's either before he died or before he went to Europe and then died. Um, and it is covered in graffiti. Like literally every inch of it is covered with people who've stayed there really? and written something down like the bathroom, the walls, the ceilings, everything. That's crazy. Um, and you can stay in that room. And it is a crap hole hotel, mm-hmm. but... It's booked like every night, months out. That's crazy. Because it's Morrison's hotel room. Hmm, interesting. So it's not unheard of for people to do that. I thought it was too early in my opinion. It's like, very early, but it's, you know. Well, I heard that it's kind of like uh, people did with the whole Whitney Houston thing. Some of them similar, yes. but they, they they did reopen it eventually, but they yeah. completely basically tore everything out of it and re that's not uncommon. You know, Whenever you have something like that, you pretty much gut the room and redo it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, look, we were, obviously we're going to get to hockey because we're a hockey podcast. But one of, the, one of the things that I read that really hit home is people kind of wonder sometimes why normal people mourn and cry when, when artists die. And it's not that you're close to the artist, but especially with musicians, um, you know, songs truly do connect on an emotional level. Oh, yeah, 100%. And when you have someone who's written something that you can identify that much with, it's like losing a family member. Um, So I understand why people want to be that close to where Chris was, but I think it's a little odd that... Not even twenty four hours later, people yeah, are trying weird. to get into the room. Yeah, well, that was very odd. But yeah, I mean, it's be said with like same with, uh, like I said, sports for like, sure. Say, you're gonna get emotion just watching a player doing. Oh something. man, or just moments, you know, like you know where you bond over something or whatever. Absolutely. So, anyway, so let's. So another. Uh, ooh, that's not a good segue. I was gonna say. So I'm gonna get that on my head and go. So the Blues season is over. Yep. You know where I was going with that for half a second there. The yeah. Going, so not good. But anyway, so Blues ended against Nashville, unfortunately. Uh, just ran out of steam. Uh, yeah, man. score. At the end of the day, just we're not going to go through every game like we normally do. So no. Just, it was a while ago. So we're yeah. going to focus on more of after the season, what we kind of think is going to happen, and moving on to uh, what we're going to do coming this summer. So. Uh, basically, Blues ran out of steam, lost in six games to Nashville. Um, all really close games, I guess you could say, pretty much. And, it uh, was the same thing as the Minnesota series. You know, you score and you were just hoping against hope. Like, yeah, it wasn't as bad. I'll say that much because most of those Minnesota games, man, those are the Blues were holding on for dear life. Every one of those games. I think there's a couple of those games where I thought the Blues, definitely game one, it was super winnable for the Blues, I thought. Yes. And I probably should have won that game. The only game that I think Nashville truly outplayed the Blues was game four. Yeah, and that's one was that was when they pulled ahead, and that was a, a tough one to swallow. But I think, yep. yeah, overall, I think, once again, we'll talk about the uh, disappearance. Uh, 
Vladimir Tarasenko just lack of goal scoring. I think that's one of those things that I think he just needs a cohort. I agree. And that's the Jaden Schwartz is close, but unfortunately, I just don't think he's a game game changer either yet or going to be. A very I agree. good player, but I think one of those players that will make something happen on occasion he does like it's yep. not an indication of what a player he is because he's very good and i definitely see him as someone who's going to be part of this team for a long time for now, sure which i really didn't halfway through the season i kind of was right on the fence but uh i think the blues missing robbie fabry was a lot bigger that's the big what if i think that's for me. The, i think that's the big one that i kind of came back to if they had him over the shuffling of Zach Sanford, Magnus yeah. Payarvi, yeah. uh, whoever they were filling, you know, filling that. And role. look, Dimitri Askin, you know, I Magnus Payarvi played a phenomenal playoffs, especially against Minnesota. Series winning goal, you know. Um, I thought that Zach Sanford filled in well when needed. I thought that Yaskin did well. He scored a goal in Game Five against Looked Nashville. Really good Game Five, Game um, Six. But you know. And we'll we'll dive deeper into this, but I think you you hit it on the head, which is the Blues need a legitimate partner for Tarasenko. Yeah, so let's get into what we think uh, roster-wise, what was going to happen first before we get into some other Blues news. Um, Uh, Let's go. So roster-wise, just for let's go over free agents-wise. Sure. The Blues only have one UFA, unrestricted free agent, and that's uh, Scotty Upshaw, which... As much as I'd like to have him back, I think you can fill that with... I think, honestly, you can slide Magnus Parvi down there for the same cost. Agreed. Um, Is it ideal? Because I think they're two different players. I was just going to say that. Um, if you ask me today, who do I want, Scotty Upshaw or Magnus Parvi, I would probably lean Scotty Upshaw. Mm-hmm. Just because I think we still do need someone... Um, who will get in people's faces a little bit. Yeah. I think Scotty's more of a two-way player. Um, he's not as fast as Payarvi. Obviously, Payarvi's younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Upshaw's overall game. I think that the the ceiling is higher on Payarvi, but we've got a lot of those Payarvi guys right now. Yeah, you have a lot of guys like you can technically say Sanford can maybe go down to the fourth line for yep. a season or something like that. So I like it, but I think with the salary crunch we're sort of in, I think that's one of those things where unfortunately, unless guys are moved, he's going to be find his way out. Uh, RFAs is not that many as well. One big one and a lot of small ones. Yep. The big one being Colton Pareko is going to be getting a new contract. He's getting paid. So he's getting paid one way or other. My guess, what I think he would do is get the uh, what Shattenkirk got. Like yeah. Four I, years, 4.25. I would like imagine that. something like that. Something like that. That'd be solid, uh, I think, for the Blues and for him, obviously. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. and Even if he does get an offer, an the offer Blues sheet from somewhere, it, yeah. the Blues will match it. And offer sheets are extremely rare now. Like, honestly, I think the, there might be one I'm missing. But, honestly, the last offer sheet when I was trying to look this up the other day, I could be wrong if somebody wants to correct me, but I believe it was doing Vancouver offer the sheet. The Bacchus one? Bacchus one. And we offer sheeted, uh, oh, God, was it David Booth? I think it was. Uh, yeah. Something like that. So, because basically it was a retaliation. Like, we took him and then we offer sheeted them. And then they basically we just yeah both got done. But, you know. Was a Bruce? It was a Steve Bernier. I don't remember. Anyway, but anyway, but I just remember the back of side of it. So, um, all the RFAs are 
interesting. So Pay RV is one of them. Yes. His last year of being an RFA. Uh, the other one is more than likely not going to be with the Blues unless they're definitely going to decline it because it's uh, Nail Yakupov. Yeah. And the way it is, you do 10% raise for what he was making, and he's making 2.5 mil. Like, you're not going to get to 2.75. You're not going to give him that much money for what he was bringing to the table. I read a, a, an interesting article about him online sometime last week, and it was um, the most disappointing player on each NHL team. And when it got to the Blues, it was Neil Yakupov. And the one thing that they said was part of the deal for Yakupov was there was a bonus that kicked in uh, that Edmonton got more back if Yakupov scored 15 goals. Yeah. And he fell 13 goals shy. Yeah. It no, was, I'm sorry, 12, 12 goals shy. Yeah, and two of those goals were within the first three games. So, I mean, he didn't He have, came out on fire. Because we were at uh, the High Suspect show when yeah. he scored the first goal, to yep. my knowledge. And then uh, – after that, it was a little bit downhill. I mean, just really couldn't get any traction. Part of it, I think, it was not consistent playing time. But that's part of a, that's it is, a factor. I think it's a small factor, but I think at the end of the day, too, is just I can move my legs really fast, but then it doesn't translate to the from your legs up to your mind on what to do. Like right. hockey, like the speed, I think, and possibly somewhat skill set is there, but the hockey sense on what to do with it was lacking a lot of the time. Like. I'm going to skate really fast into these two pairs of defensemen. Hopefully I can split them and score a goal. Yes. You know, so that was like an issue. So, unfortunately, I don't think the Blues are going to bring him back. I'm sure there will be some team out there that will take a flyer or one They'll year, be one mil. They'll be he's only 23 years old. I mean, he's still still a young man. He is still – There's going to be teams that need somebody young that they're going to take him. For a one-year, $1 million possibly, if that's yeah. what it'll take. I mean, I'm. he says he's very – he does he does not want to go to the KHL. He's an NHL player is what right. he said after this I season. I agree. So, um, and after that, it's a lot of uh, kind of minor league guys pretty much right here and there. Um, and that's – those guys are probably not going to get signed because what we'll talk about later. Sure. So, Roster-wise, I presented this to you before we started talking, was like two moves you really want to think the Blues should do. And I said you can make them realistic, non-realistic, or whatever. If you want me to sure. go first, what do you think? I got, I, I've got one. Okay. So my one is um, you got to free up money somehow. So yeah. as much as uh, you want uh, Las Vegas to take him, I don't think they will. Uh, a team that needs centers really bad is Carolina, and they did this last year, taking Brian Bickle from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. I think if you can pair off the Oriotera down there for somebody, a prospect of their taking, or hell, even a second-round pick if you have to go to high. Right. Yeah, you might have to because it took Tabo Teravainen for them to take Bickle. So you're thinking my comparison would be mm. like Ivan Barbashev you'll have to give up to get him out of oh, here, which I don't want to do that. I don't so, want to give that up either. But if you have to give a second-round pick and maybe a lower prospect, that's fine. I'd be okay with that. Uh, and then my second one is Blues have been very uh, scouting them a lot. And this is one you might be saying yourself is uh, Blues scouted the Tampa Bay Lightning a dozen times last year. Um, they have a lot of RFAs. There are, as much as people give Doug Armstrong crap about the <laughs> cap situation, at least we have room to sign our young guys Yep, and not lose them. Yes. Um, Steve Eisman is not that lucky. Um, he has basically is the whole, uh, what was it, what, twins line, the small guys, whatever yeah. the whole line. That whole line is up on RFAs. 
and they're all really good. So, and they also have a couple other guys that are up. So they need to do something, and they threw out contracts. Obviously, they got Stamkos for a pretty decent deal at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah, they really did. But then, but they signed a lot of defensemen that are not that good anymore, like no. Brayden Coburn, Jason Garrison, to like five mil deals. Mm-hmm. And they had to obviously get rid of Ben Bishop because they couldn't afford him. Vasilevsky, they had to be very good too. Yeah. But anyway, the point I'm getting to is I think the Blues are making trade for Jonathan Drouin. Uh, I highly see. I really think that's going to happen more than anything. Like, why well, be disappointed if it doesn't happen? A little bit, you know, because yeah. that's going to be a tough trade to pull off no matter what. But I think there's been – there when there's smoke, there's fire. Jonathan Drouin is the new Jay Bomeister. Yeah, where that took – they said over a year for that deal to happen. Yep. I really – they said that was Arson's training camp that year, and it happened at the trade deadline. So right. you're talking that's like six months, possibly more. I really think I see that coming along. Who knows what the, the deal is for? Um I don't think it's anybody significant. Like blues wise, you're not going to see them. I don't think we're going to trade somebody like Fabry or something. No, because like you're because you're basically to my to degree. I think Duran is a little higher ceiling playmaking wise. Yes, than Fabry. You're, you're not getting too much of an upgrade. I think if you go to Duran over Fabry, so I think it's more like somebody lower on the pay scale, or mm-hmm. possibly the Blues maybe taking back one of those defensemen. Yeah, and then the Blues kind of hoping like I think the I think the Blues are going to lose. My pick is Gunnarsson. Who they're going to lose in the expansion draft? You think so? I think Gunnarsson's my pick. It's Gunnarsson and Yaskin. My hope is Gunnarsson just because of the defenseman wise out there. Still right. not bad at 2.9. He can fill in on your second sure. pairing. I think uh, that'd be a good pick for Las Vegas. So that's why I kind of think they might maybe take on salary yeah. to get the Duran deal done. So that was my two kind of things I think are probably going to happen or more would like to happen. Uh, what do you got going? Well, I think I kind of stole one from you. Apologies. You did. Let's let's continue the Drewen talk because that's that's one of mine is Jonathan Drewen. Um, you know, I think this is a case where I know we just said no way in hell with with Carolina. Um, Jonathan Drewen is a case where I would possibly offer up a Barbashev to get the deal done, or even like Sanford or something like that. Yeah, where, you, like I think because you know just to get it done. And look, I love Ivan Barbashev. Hell, I just bought an Ivan Barbashev. Uh, Wolves. Wolves jersey, mm-hmm. and now we're not familiar with the Wolves, but um, <laughs> I think the guy has tremendous upside. But if you want to get a talent like Drew N, you're going to have to give something up. Yep. And Steve Eiserman's not a stupid GM. He's got financial problems, but but he's built a pretty solid team. That's yeah, you, the, you're talking about a team that two finals, of the, right? two of the last three years or three of the four two years, of the last four years, now, including yeah. this year, went to the East Finals, and one of those years went to the Stanley Cup Final. Um, and you know he knows talent, and I think Barbashev would fit well in that system. Um, I have concerns with Druen. He's obviously a bit of a head case. Um. And that, you know, we're talking about a guy who in the middle of last season was playing in Syracuse. Was that the beginning of last year or was that the year before that? I think it was, I think it was last year, wasn't it? I think it was the year before that is when all that went down. And last year was like, the, let's wipe those slate clean and see how things go. We got to stop recording the day after I get back from three-day road trips because everything's a blur. That's fine. Anyway, um, so that, I mean, that's a concern for me with Drew. And that being said... I think he's exactly what the doctor ordered for Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, my other one, which you know is not overly realistic, I don't think I'm not going to go down the 
St. Louis Blues Facebook Lounge trade of let's trade Patrick Berglund for Alex Ovechkin oh, type thing. That's solid, though. But, um, and you and I kind of jokingly made the comment like, somebody better get on the horn and call them and figure out what they need to do, is um, the rumors are that Ilya Kovalchuk is going to come back from the KHL. And obviously his rights belong to the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. And the New Jersey Devils are now not the team that he left. He left because that team was dreadful. Yeah, and they still kind of are. And they so. still kind of are, but you also have a team that picked up Taylor Hall. And also got the first Thanks, overall. Kevin Shattenkirk. Yep. And, and has the number one pick. Back. So, so the, the future is much brighter than it was when he left. Um, so maybe he wants to stay. If he doesn't, um, I think we have a very good ambassador to help broker a deal with them in Martin Brodeur. And I think we have pieces that um, the Devils would want. Now, if you're talking about a player like Ilya Kovalchuk, you're going to give up roster players for him. Yeah, you're giving a, up a solid Jaden Schwartz probably or something, eh, but solid something's very solid. Yeah, like you're, you're giving up a Schwartz or a Fabry, maybe Steen. If he takes, yeah, he'd be a no, no, no trade clause. But yeah, it's something solid. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not going to it's get not futures. Yeah, you're not getting Kovalchuk for draft picks and prospects because basically they need to make. The Devils, I'm saying, need to be look good because Taylor Hall's up in like a two years. Yes, and if they don't look good in two years, he'll be like, "See, O U T out." Yeah, I'll be out of here and go sign with somebody that has a chance, and yeah. I'll still have hasn't really reached the prime of his career. No. I don't think he's only in the, his mid twenties, so in a couple of years, he'll be 28 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's my pipe dream. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are coming up that are obviously going to be available either RFA or UFA. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, there's you, everything that I'm looking at addresses the concern that we talked about, which is somebody for Vlad and in Drew N, I think you have someone that is a playmaker, but can also score mm-hmm. more so than Paul Stasny. Yeah. Paul Stasny had a great playoffs when he came back, but he, and he did put a couple in the net, but he is a playmaker. Yeah. And and we need that, but we need someone to score goals. Or I'll I'll even throw this out there, somebody that's dynamic. Yes. I think that's more of like what you need. Somebody that there was times where you watched Drewen, I think there was an overtime near the end of the year. It's where, he's where ridiculous. He, where he was just literally skating around the whole rink with the puck and just going around guys and then turned it on and got the game winning goal like that. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And it was a seriously like almost like what, 40 something seconds he had the puck. Yeah. Just skating around guys and got by, blew by guys at the end of a 40 second three on three. Yeah. It's a goal. And then there was that stretch where Stamkos was out where Drew base was like, put the team on my back. Let's go. Yeah. So I was going to go over the stats real quick just to sure. say. So he had 73 games played, 21 goals, 32 assists for 50. 53 points uh plus minus was a minus 13 on not a solid team 16 penalty minutes yeah um you know and he had uh nine power play goals 26 power play points six game winning goals which is my big thing he only had seven in his career going to this point he had six just last year so last right. year was his really breakout year i think um so the other thing which i know people might give us crap for which you really haven't addressed in our two things we like to be done is the center position yeah 
But I, I also am a realist that you can't trade for number one center without literally giving up the farm right now. Like people say, well, we went to Tavares and stuff. Like I would love Tavares, but you're talking when we talk about Jaden Schwartz, Colton Pareko. That's another one, just like just like Kovalchuk. You're giving up a lot, and you're going to be giving. And if and if I was in the Islanders and Gar Snow, as much as we love Gar Snow and his uh, God, his I crazy love him. Antics, but they're going to want something. They're going to want. Two of three of Jaden Schwartz, Robbie Faber, and Colton Preco. Absolutely, they will. That's what a smart GM would say, and yep. possibly a pick on top of that or a prospect. You know, like you're going to get Jonathan Tavares at 28 years old. Yeah, in his prime. Yeah, and obviously he's going to cost you. Apparently, supposedly the rumor is he wants 10 mil a year. I heard supposedly. that the Islanders were preparing a deal that was going to be. Eight years, eighty million, so ten a year. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of money to get him. So, and the number one center is not really much out there, honestly. Or no. there's in the UFA, there's really not much either, honestly. Um, the one best person I think is someone, unfortunately, somebody who's thirty years old and is, hasn't really been has been okay. More of what we have is Nick Bonino, and I, but I think because I, yeah, like I agree, I like his speed and everything, and I think and he has the pedigree of obviously I I think that the, the Penguins at the, this time are leading three to two. They blew out Ottawa the night before. Damn. A lot. And but you know had a goal and I think he'd be solid, but we have enough number two and three centers. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. We, so I, especially if you're going to keep Paul Stasny around, unless you get rid of Yori Laterra and uh, can possibly another one or two guys yeah. to free up some room because right now you're gonna have you have a lot of wingers and guys that are second and third liners. Like you need yep. to have if you're going to sign Bonino, and it's going to cost you too, you're not going to have that really room. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it, everyone looks to July one as oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I think the Blues are to that to this point now where we don't need to buy second tier free agents anymore. Like if you're going to buy someone, it needs to be someone who's going to make the difference. I don't think Joe Thornton's that guy. I don't think Marlowe's that guy. I and don't. Thornton think, also has a tour ACL and yeah. an MCL, so he won't even be. He might not be ready to start the year. And let, let's just go ahead and, and talk about this name because it's going to come up with Blues fans. TJ Oshie's not that guy either. Mm-hmm. We have enough wingers. And Somebody is going to offer TJ Oshie a lot of money. I, I really think Washington is going to do that and then kind of screw themselves. Over. Yes. As much as I'm. Love and look, Oshie, but Oshie like, had a great two years in Washington, but he did really well there. But the what did the he? What did he do in the postseason that Washington hadn't already done? And they got to the second round. He was a point per game guy and had a very, actually pretty good. Unfortunately, their star players didn't come through. Oshie was one of the few who actually was doing halfway yep. decent, but still, like you said. Did it put them to the promised land? Did Kevin Shattenkirk put them to the promised land? No. no. Shattenkirk, more than likely, I wouldn't be surprised, he winds up on a New Jersey, I think, is a possible. He's going to the Rangers. But he's more like going to the Rangers as long as they get rid of some guys. And, yeah. You know, like, that's the thing is going to be very interesting this offseason is with the expansion draft, not only are you going to try to pedal guys to Vegas, you might be able to ship a guy, let's say, for example, say like David Perron, like he's making three mil or whatever, had she had a solid season, didn't have a good playoffs. You might be able to ship him somewhere and get a guy you might need. Let's just my guy, which I think I'd be protected, but you never know, is uh, Jakob Silverberg from uh, the Ducks. The Ducks, yeah, just because they have they're kind of screwed with the defensemen they have and other stuff. Like they, uh, that he might be, might be. I don't think he will be unprotected, and that'd be a guy that say, hey, we'll give you Perron 
in a pick and something else because you're going to lose him to whatchamacallit and we'll protect him before the expansion draft or right. something like that. You never know, and that be and that's a perfect person I think on this. Are you saying that David Brown's going to start making lap two around the teams that he played for? Yeah, it could be. You never know. <laughs> In my eyes, that's what I would work. Then eventually, um, they'll trade him to Pittsburgh, and then he'll wind back up to us in like three in years. Edmonton. Yeah, um, back on us in three years. I uh, I do think back on the Shattenkirk train just for a second. I think the rest of the NHL found out what blues fans do for a while because you know he was the big move of the trade deadline oh yeah definitely um and that put a spotlight on him and the rest of the league learned what we knew which is kevin shattenkirk is great at leading the point on a power play and putting in a goal now and again when he needed it he had an overtime game winner in the series against pittsburgh but kevin shattenkirk is a defenseman the first part of that position title is defense he's not that strong of a defenseman yeah his uh offensive zone starts i pulled up right here for uh the playoffs was in the mid 60 percentile yeah so, i mean he started in the offensive zone because of that's his skill set yeah like they when you know i'm watching started their better defenseman uh, and, that's and, you the saw, thing. and you saw conflicting things where some people were saying, like, oh, Kevin Chat on the internet, of course. Some reporters saying, oh, yeah, like, he's still a very good defenseman. That's going to be a number one for somebody. But then you saw a couple of people come out and say, I've talked to GMs where they see him as a second, even a third line pairing on their team. He's not a th- – if, he, if he's your third line, then you are stupid. Yeah. He's he's a high two, low one. Yeah, he's a two. He's a solid two in my book. Um, If we didn't have Colton Pareko, that's where I would slot Kevin Chat. For sure. He is Kevin Shattenkirk is the guy that if you have a power play or you need a goal late, you have him on the ice. If there's 90 seconds left and you're protecting a one goal lead, his ass is on the bench. And that's what his thing was why he wanted to go somewhere else because he wanted to be that guy. So, I, like I said, give the man props for wanting to be that guy. Hopefully, he can grow into it. But right now, he is in my eyes not that guy. Yep. So, let's see. The Blues had a couple moves they've already kind of done. Uh, let's do the AHL one first. Sure. Do the other one because they both hit the same day within hours of each other, which was kind of crazy. So the Blues basically, which has been long rumored over the last month or two, that the Blues didn't have an AHL affiliate after this year. The KC thing was widely reported for a long time that that was a done deal right. or pretty close, and then all of a sudden AHL announced right before the playoffs, I believe, or even maybe before that, that they're not expanding this year. And so everybody's like, okay, what about Kansas City? So the Blues are kind of left in limbo. And then the Las Vegas Golden Knights swoop in, or Vegas Golden Knights, excuse me, yeah, swoop in, sign a four-year deal with the Chicago Wolves. The Wolves owner, uh, not a fan of Dar- Armstrong and Tom Stillman's apparently. Well, I would imagine not. Basically saying that the Blues pushed their players on them, and the Blues players basically weren't that good, and they weren't concerned about winning. Um, well, okay, but I also say didn't the Blue was and then the year before this year they did not they lost more games than they won. Right. So, but that was the last year that you that was your coach that the yeah. Chicago Wolves hired, and you they had a lot of the Chicago Wolves own players like they you know went out and got right. AHL veterans basically. The Blues said, let us come in and put our guys in there. Guess what? Blues put their guys in there, got their coach in there, and what happened? You won the Central Division this year. Did you get to pass the second round? No, unfortunately not. The Blues got some more development to go, but 
a lot of players made a good strides this year. Like Samuel, uh, let's say Blaze, Blaze, B L A I S, B L A I S. Yes, correct. Yeah. Had a very good year. Came out of it, you know, made his own. Mackenzie McEachern, a guy who I thought was going to be like nothing, had to, came into a decent checker in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, uh, maybe that's a role he'll grow into in the uh, NHL. But uh, Ivan Barbashev, really yep. good. You Megan. A, Megan was a guy who the Blues like kind of picked up and didn't know what to think of. And same with Kenny Agostino. And mm-hmm. um, those guys both gave the Blues option. Huh? <laughs> Ty Reddy is not going to be back. He is a UFA, but yeah. he is he is not going to come back. So um, look, and you know what? Boo hoo, Chicago Wolves! You're an NHL. You're an AHL affiliate to an NHL team. You are there to essentially serve what the Blues need. And I'm sorry if you think that Tom Stillman and Doug Armstrong are more concerned about the Blues and the Wolves. They are. Like yeah, that's, that's their job. Yeah, they want And them. if they need some of your players to pull up to help them, well, so be it. Yeah. So I I was a lot of real big uh fan of the comments like it's like listen man like I mean I guess that dude's got a team to run to. And he wants I to make it. money. I get it, but at the same time it's like dude, like that's the AHL is a development league. Yes. Like you talk to anybody like I remember I remember a St. Louis guy Mike McKenna saying that. He's like that's what it has turned into now. And he's like, he's, he fully admits, like, I'm an AHL goalie. And I think he has, like, one of the most, uh, I think he's, like, up there with most games played for, like, an AHL goalie. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, it's a development league. And that's that's one reason yes. Cam Jansen retired. He had a bunch of offers to go play in AHL. But he's like, it's a development league. If I have no really shot and I'm just going to sit around and do there, like, that's why he went over to England for a couple years. Right. Because he's like, it's a developmental league. I don't want to be in the developmental league. I want to be in an actual league, you know. Yeah. And that's why he didn't want to go. And I guess the KHL didn't come a calling or whatever but uh, hey man and the blues are going to share the affiliate now still so technically they're still with the chicago wolves for one more year so it sounds like some of the blues prospects but not all of them will be there so it sounds like they're going to be spread out throughout the aho yeah like uh not every single one of the guys or maybe even shipped to the echo which at the time i don't know if they still have an agreement with missouri mavericks I'm not sure if that really if extends pa- extends past this year. I know they did this year, but I don't know if it extends past this year. Oh, Missouri Mavericks. And supposedly of that the would... former CHL yeah. with the uh, St. Charles Chill, one and done. Yeah. RIP. Mm. That's what a lot of people said. Well, why don't you put them in St. Charles? I'll find the local ownership in St. Charles. Well, yes, there is a rink there, but I did like the argument that Luke Korak made. It's like, what if the, what happens if the Blues have a game on Saturday night? And so do the Chicago Wolves in St. Charles. Like, well, an average fan like me and you would go to the Blues game, obviously. Sure, but a family who is on a budget, where would they go? Yep, that's right. And for people who are out in the county, where would they go? I'll tell you right now, as a guy who lives in St. Charles County, um, your hardcore fans are going to go see the Blues, but your average family of four who just want to take the kids out, get out for the night, they're going to go to the St. Charles game because it's cheaper and it's closer. And I think I think in the end of the day is not saying anything against the Blues product what they do, but I think HL games are more turned towards family entertainment yes. and stuff like that. So yep. not, the product on the ice is still important, but not as important as like, Agreed. for example, like uh, the Calgary Hitmen. Yeah, uh, they do like the teddy bear toss every year. That's like my thing. Like they stop the like how many times are you gonna see an NHL game stop for twenty five minutes to clean up teddy bears off the ice? Yeah, you know stuff like that is not gonna happen. So. Uh, little disconcerting. Armstrong basically said this is not a long-term thing. It'll be detrimental to the Blues if it is long-term. Agreed. But uh, the HL did say they are going to uh, expand after this year. 
to match the number of NHL teams. So the question is, did the Blues jump on the expansion thing and own their own team? I think it depends on where it's at. Or does another team jump over to expansion and then the Blues fill in for that team? Because right. that happens a lot. The HL kind of shifts around more than you think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so it could happen. So a lot of things could happen next year. But for right now, the Blues are going to share their HL affiliate, so they don't have a complete control like they did this year. Uh, it looks like Chicago is going to hire the coach. Yep. And all the, and the staff. So speaking of the coaching staff, we got to transition. Like I'm professional. That was a good one. I know. That was like a good prof- one. I have to point it out, which makes it even more professional. Uh, the Blues got rid of their whole coaching staff minus Mike Yo. Did you hear the Angels singing when they finally fired uh, everyone's long-term coach who I thought was going to be there when they bulldozed the arena? Yeah, Ray Bennett. Holy par- crap. Apparently he lost his flash drive of naked photos of everybody in the Blues organization yes. because they finally fired him. Yeah. So his, A his, long time coming. So uh, Ray Bennett, Steve Thomas, Rick Wilson, and uh, minor league goalie coach Ty Conklin were all let go. Ty Conklin, who was rumored to be in the running to be the new goalie coach. Correct. So, um, And the news on that is uh, Martin Brodeur obviously will not be back as goalie coach. That really bums me out. It does, but I think he wants to focus because I really think he wants to be a GM. So I, I think and he does, and so, I get it. Um, so he wants to focus on more of the GM duties. But he is going to be the spearhead guy that's going to go out there and find candidates and then bring them to Armstrong and Stillman for them to go over and – how many more years is Martin under a Blues contract? For I think front I think next year. Next year is the last one. I think it was a three year deal, from my knowledge. Um, he has been an invaluable asset to this team. I, I think that's something that, especially the, to Jake Allen. Yeah. The question is, and then also Armstrong's contract is up next year, so we can make that a storyline if you want. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think. Stillman has come out and said that he trusts Armstrong. I think he trusts Armstrong, but I also think Tom Stillman wants to win. Yep. Um, And this is going to be something I was going to bring up later. I I figured we would give letter grades to the season and people around Mm -hmm. the the team. But um, I think Doug Armstrong saved his ass by making the playoffs and then advancing one round. Mm Yeah. you know, we talked about this many times coming down the stretch when the season was uncertain. And I still say, had the Blues not made the playoffs this season, Armstrong was going to be packing his stuff. Um, Looked that way for a while. This was an important season for the St. Louis Blues. It was the 50th anniversary season. Uh, they had the Winter Classic. This was a big, big deal for St. Louis. And it was a big deal for 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 Stillman. They had the sole focus of the city because there's no Rams football anymore. Yep, first season with that. Um, and this season was an up and down one, man. Yep. You know, you won the Winter Classic, which at the end of the day, that's one game, but it's so much more than one game. Mm-hmm. Um, you made the playoffs. You advanced, which, which no one really picked you to win. No one picked you to win. And look, going back to both the Minnesota and the Nashville series. Both of those series could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. With the exception of maybe one game in each series, it was a coin flip on who was going to win. Yep. In the Minnesota series, the Blues capitalized on their chances more than Minnesota. The Blues advanced. Yep. In the Nashville series, Nashville capitalized on their opportunities more than St. Louis. Yep. But no team really dominated the other. Yep. Um, but I think that the spotlight is squarely on Doug Armstrong – 
especially being a year removed now from being two wins away from a cup final. And if Nashville advances to the final, which they could tonight, um, Armstrong has to find a way to get this team into the cup final. And if he can't do it, I think Stillman will go find someone who will. And maybe that's Martin Brodeur. Yeah, because it sounds like from just around hockey circles and just stuff. I, I read a lot of different different blogs and different things, but it sounds like a lot of people around hockey uh, really think Martin Brodeur would be the kind of the next hot GM that's out I there. I think he could be. That and not that maybe after his comment once his contract up, I think I even saw Craig Custins has say that like he fully expects Martin Brodeur to be in GM considerations around the league, but it depends on if he wants to go kind of do that. Because remember, Steve Eisenman kind of did something similar in Detroit where he was yeah. underneath uh, Ken Holland for years, and they were waiting for him to kind of Ken Holland to kind of move out of there. He never did, and he never did. So Eisenman had this shot to go to Tampa, and that's when he went to Tampa. And look what he's doing. So he's doing a great job. And people can say that about maybe New Jersey, where Lamparilla was there, and he just retired, so maybe he could have taken a job in New Jersey. But the Blues, I really thought that was going to happen. Yeah, especially after Lamarillo went to uh, Toronto. Yeah. So uh, interesting stuff there. So all the coaching staff is gone. The only thing that was very interesting, I thought, is that it came out that Rick Wilson was offered a job back, but he wants to be closer to his family in Dallas. Yep. So wonder where he's going to wind up coaching next year. Right. So he would not be surprised if Ray Bennett and Dallas and also uh, do you have the list of coaches that Ray Bennett served under Uh, everybody since the lockout, Mike kitchen, Jeez, Quinville. Uh, No, no, Quinville. So so, So kitchen, Kitchen, Andy Murray. Yeah. Payne, uh, Payne and then Hitchcock. Yeah. And yo, so he survived six, five, six coaches. Ten years. He officially, he was a ten years. He's a right after lockout, 2000, uh, 2006. So, you've got to look at people that Mike Yo knows and has ties to as far as who he's going to bring in. Yep. So, I'll just say the three before you. I know who you're going with that, but I'll say the three that they talked about expressly at the end of the year news conference or when they announced this was the three Chicago Wolves coaches, which was uh, Craig Berube, who was the main head coach up there. His contract is up. Uh, Daryl Sador, who was a defensive coach for Mike Yo. Yep. And also Daniel, I want to say it always it looks like a Chuck, but it's not a Chuck. Right. It's like you whatever. Whatever it is. So those guys are apparently under strong consideration. Okay. So, I'm gonna throw another name at you. Which I probably know you're going, but go for it. Um and you know, I'm sure I'm sure that he would much rather have a head coaching job. And I'll be honest with you, this is a guy who a couple years ago, when he was let go um, from a job, I wanted the Blues to get as a head coach, mm-hmm. and that's Dan Bilesma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a Bilesma fan. The guy knows how to coach star players. You know, he and coached. Let's, let's go with importantly, win with star players. Correct. Um, you know, he gave Yo his 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 break, and I could see Yo returning the favor now and saying come to St. Louis with me. Um, I like what Bilesman brings to the team. I find it interesting that Jack Eichel obviously did not like him. Yeah. And depending on if you want to believe him or not, basically told the Sabres it's him or me. And they chose Jack Eichel. Which was the smart move. Yeah. And, and no matter what that is. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I would love to have Dan Bilesma in this system. 
to work with the talent we have. I think not only does he help Vlad, I think he truly helps Fabry, Schwartz, and those next-level guys. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's my, my pick. I like Berube because it's what he did with all the younger guys. And since we are trending younger or whatever, I yep. think Berube would definitely be a good choice too. It sounds like Daryl Sedora more than likely is going to be the defensive side of the coach, which yep. is fine. Um, did well up with Chicago, did well up there with the defense. So obviously made Vince Dunn a very good player who I see making the team next year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I see us losing Gunnarsson and I see Vince Dunn stepping up there. Helped Jordan Schmaltz come along after was borderline lost prospect area. In my yep. opinion, he was just injured a lot, not doing well injured at the beginning of this year and came on, was very strong and actually was stayed with the blues after he got called up. Yep. was up and down a little bit, but mostly stayed with the blues. Uh, so I think that's definitely, but I think Bilesma, like for all the reasons you said, I think having the head coaching experience, but not to the point of where he's overlooking, right. You know, Mike, yo, where it's like, they were same coach, their friends, is not like Mike Yo brought in under Hitchcock, where it's like you know what's going to happen. You're bringing Bilesman in for experience, his coaching ability, uh, and also the jump start this offense. Because obviously yes. you had a high octane offense up there in Pittsburgh. Um, I think if you can get his input, and then you can use whoever you want as the up the eyes upstairs. You can do as Craig Brewer if he wants to do that, or mm-hmm. if you can do that Daniel Kajuki, whatever his name right. is. Um, whoever you want up there. But I think on the bench, you put Sador and Bilesma. I'd be extremely happy with that. I would too. So I think that's a good move. Uh, so like we said, we kind of talked about uh, who's left. We have Nashville and Anaheim, and that plays tonight. Nashville's yep. up 3-2. Uh, Pittsburgh beat the living crap out of Ottawa last night. Boy, oh, boy. To make it 3-2 for them. Uh, I would like to see that. And unfortunately, Anaheim has two key players out tonight. So yeah going to be tough for them away on top of that. Uh, so let's get into the last bit of Blues news where we wrap it up here. So Colton Preco came on to the World Championships uh, late yep. for Canada and took it by storm. Tore it up. Had a couple of goals his first game and has been dynamic, was leading the team in ice time after that game. It was 26, 27 minutes, which can only get him more experience. Yeah. Unfortunately, fell just a bit short today, lost in a shootout to uh, Sweden. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist was really good. Um, he had a couple of really good chances this game from the highlights I saw. Uh, was named to the uh, all, the first team, there, I guess their list of best players. He was the one of the top defensemen. They had two yeah. defensemen, so he was one of them. The pr- upside on Pareko is fantastic. And uh, the one guy who I really liked the Blues to get, but obviously that's a long shot, was William Nylander, who tore it up in this uh, yeah. for Sweden. So uh, just he got silver, so it looks good there. Uh, Blues, uh, only other one left was uh, Vladimir Saboka, who went over. Unfortunately, he lost in the bronze medal game today to uh, Finland. Yep. So Finland gets the... Uh, bronze with Sweden getting the gold, and obviously Canada getting the silver. So that'll be about it for the Blues news, and I think I'll wrap things up for us. We're going to go into more detail on offseason stuff because we're looking at like 46 minutes now. Yep. So, and me and Chris have a ton more thoughts. I want Chris to be on, and don't think it's the wrong way, but I want you to be 100% coherent, and we'll be good to go. And we'll, yeah. we'll do our research, and I'm going to write a bunch of stuff down so we can kind of have more of a – what we think the Blues should do. Sure. Closer. And I think that picture will come clearer and clearer as the playoffs are over. I agree. I, uh, You know, there's a lot of – it's weird to say, but there's still a lot of hockey to be played. 
and there's still a lot of behind the scenes stuff. The one thing that we didn't touch on is I think that this um, this move with Chicago and us sharing a team with the Golden Knights lends itself to talks happening behind the scenes right now with McPhee and Armstrong. And it wouldn't surprise me to see some sort of deal happen between the Blues and the Knights to take on a before a contract, the, yeah, or something before like that. the or draft, don't take or, the, or hey, we're gonna not protect this guy. Like, and let's don't just take say, them. Let's say, hey, we're not gonna for some weird reason. Let's say we're not gonna protect Ryan Reeves, but hey, if you don't take Reeves, we'll give you somebody in a draft pick right. along with whoever you're. Ta- or, or hey, take example, Yori Latera. Yeah, take Yori Latera, and we'll give you for example, like because we need space to say David Braun and somebody. So then they got two quality guys right. going over there. And then they also get a draft pick, you know, whoever they get, you know, because right. at the end of the day, whoever the Vegas Knights uh, take, it's going to be like an 18 year old kid and they can't play in AHL. So a lot of this AHL stuff is going to be a lot of blues players and probably Chicago providing a lot of AHL veterans, maybe yeah. one or two guys from the Vegas Knights. So they have somebody to call up. Yep. But at the end of the day, like it's not going to be like a ton of guys. Like no, it's not. And and Larry that's, McPhee, that's, that's George, not Larry. Sorry, Larry McPhee is a person I deal with at work. Yeah, George McPhee um, has already gone on record in saying we're open for business. Yeah, so I highly expect a lot of moves get done around the league, not only between the Knights but oh. between a ton of teams. Another thing yeah. me and you look forward to is uh, we got a somewhat of a glimpse of the hat that they're going to use at the draft there. Yep. So that looks kind of cool. So the New Jersey is the big next big reveal. Kind I of can't that we're looking wait. Forward to. Um, I have bought three jerseys in the last ten days. And uh, Buffalo, Chicago Wolves, Chicago Wolves, Buffalo Sabers, and uh, the Columbus one that you're wearing, Columbus right Blue now. Jackets. Uh, excuse me, the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres, yes, correct. How how ignorant of me, correct. But um, so our plans are. We and Chris discussed this beforehand. We are going to be at potentially. Well, we definitely you are. Yep. More than likely, I'll be with you at the in this moment show on the draft night, day, the first round. Yeah, unfortunately. So normally we always do our big draft draft special. Draft special. Draft God, special. I love our production. Yeah. So, um, but we're going to change it to a different kind of draft. We're going to have the expansion draft special. Expansion, expansion draft, draft special. special. Expansion draft special. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're going to do uh, that night, like I, we're going to have kind of a live feed going, and we're going to yeah. have a bunch of bulls stuff going and uh, have a nice little thing going where you guys interact with us while we watch what's going on in the expansion draft. Because I think that's almost going to be just as interesting as the draft this year. I, I love it. All these weird things that happen once every blue moon always intrigue me. And you're going to have, and also the the play, the list of protected and unprotected players are going to be out there for fans to speculate too, which is going to be, I think, a, that's what we're so, excited about. Here's my question, and I guess I just don't remember because it's been so long. Will they draft players alphabetically from teams? Like, will it start with Anaheim and go down? I don't know. How this or do they just go. draft whoever the hell they want in the order they want to draft it? I don't know. I bet you. The, I bet you that that Vegas will probably have. They probably have the list a couple days, a day or two ahead of time of who's available. I bet you they submit the list to the NHL, and then the NHL will make a big like spectacle of it, and, right? You know, like do it maybe in order. You know. So I don't know. They haven't really said because I know it's like we spur of the moment type thing. They're going to have probably who they want ahead of time, and I bet you they'll know who they're going to draft, and then. Possibly, you know, send one of the players they draft to somebody and get more, either more players because they're going to get thirty players no matter what. Where did they finish in the lottery? 
They are like number six. Number six? Yeah, they kind of got uh, screwed for being an expansion team. Most expansion teams got one, you know. Right. So they wound up getting kind of screwed. But uh, but this is the year kind of gets screwed, in my opinion. Because, yeah, there doesn't seem to be. Because you basically got the top two guys who are going to be good players, right. solid players, but not no Jack McDavid's, Eichels, no not McDavid's, guys like that. You know what this reminds me of, honestly? Johnson. Remember when there was the Taylor versus Tyler argument? Oh, yeah. That year. And they were both good, but neither one of them have been wow. Yeah. Like, not, Tyler has a ring, but it's not because of him. Yeah. Like, he was an up-and-coming guy, but not yeah. the reason they won the cup that year. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, it'll be interesting kind of on that perspective, too. And then after that, we'll probably do one, maybe two more shows to wrap it up for the year. And then uh, we'll take, obviously, we do our usual summer off, or at least a couple months. And we'll come back. And I mean, huge. we're really only four months away from preseason. Yeah. Usually it's around my birthday, so September 26th. Yeah. If you want to write down your calendars and send your gifts or The 26th to, of May is this Friday. So. Yeah, so four months away. So you're uh, – we'll get that going. So, yeah, that's Speaking about of, it. did we want to talk about the uh, preseason game? Oh, yeah, let's wrap that up because I know your potential to – Yeah, there's a game. chance I may be going to this. So the Blues are got selected because a town in Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania – got picked to be the Kraft Hockeyville Arena, basically. So there's a preseason game that's going to get played there. And it's basically like, for St. Louis people, just to kind of give you an idea, going to East Alton and yes. watching a game. So like going somewhere like there, and it's basically a rink like that. Maybe a yep. little bit nicer because I saw pictures of it. And kind oh, of and it's going to get a gigantic makeover of things to the NHL. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's part of this thing, too. They're going to get a bunch of money put into it, make it super nice. Um so the Blues are going to play the Penguins during a preseason game at this place. It's the Kraft Hockeyville game. Hands down, this would be my dream Stanley Cup final, too. Yes, that would be nice if this happened this year, but, yeah, you know. So that would be cool. So you would potentially go to this game possibly. Yeah, I have a, a very good friend of mine who who's from Pittsburgh and actually played all of his junior and peewee hockey in this arena. Uh, so the day they announced it and announced the game, he called me. He's like, I'm using all my connections at this arena to get tickets. He's like, if, when he goes, if and when I get a pair, you got to fly up and go to this game. Yeah, so that'd be, that's a cool thing. The Blues got picked to do this. So that shows that the work yeah. that Tom Stillman and Chris Zimmerman are doing, like, I mean, this is the outside of the Winter Classic. A handful of years ago, would you dream the Blues getting a Winter Classic? Getting a pick in this pre- – it's a little – maybe a little thing compared, but who knows? The, the Blues would never have been the team to get picked to do this. No. I mean, before the Winter Classic and this, the last time I remember the Blues being showcased was when we went to Sweden for a game. Two games. Two games, so, yeah. Uh, Detroit. That's, that's when we won those two games in Detroit when we thought we were the ish. And then – And then we crapped the bed. So, but – yeah. So, I think it's cool that – and, uh, and of course, I keep missing stuff. So, the last thing I'll bring up is the Blues are going to start their upgrades on the Scott trade after Money in the Bank – uh, pay-per-view so that'll be yep. the last time potentially that you might be sitting in those seats yeah uh, god i hope they get rid of the purple so who knows i like to go back to the yellow and blue honestly i think they should you know i remember when they made and as we say that i have a pair sitting to my left over here i have a pair in my basement yep um i remember when they opened at the time keel center and it was this weird mardi gras themed purple and blue yeah very odd and there was like murals on the inside of like people playing like trumpets and trombones and it was almost like they hired someone and said okay well our team is called the st louis blues and it's obviously music themed here's our logo because it was back when they had a little trumpet music note on the on the shoulders yep um but we're not going to tell you anything about the color scheme of our team 
Which is interesting. Which was interesting because had 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 that scheme been used with the right colors, it would have been perfect. But I never understood why they went with that odd, like pukey purple reddish color. Yeah. It it's always odd. been weird to me. And like in the years since they've changed the outside and the concourses are now blue and yellow. Yeah. And look nice. They've painted where all the concrete is now blue and yellow, but the seats still the are same. still that crappy purple. Yeah. So uh, do you want a game-worn uh, Vladimir Tarasenko jersey that's autographed from when they played on April 2nd? How many decimal points? Or how many? Uh, We're not in the three digits at least yet. It's in the three digits? Not yet. Well, how long has it been up? Mm. Still has nine days left. Oh, okay. $810. For- Sweet. And I'll break, take four. Break goes at four fifty. So, or if you, the lowest bid you can give is four hundred dollars. So if you really want that Dimitri Yaskin, for you know, signed jersey, I uh, I did put a bid in on an alumni jersey. Did you? I I did not win. Uh, I got I think a while. Guess which one it is. You know which one it was. Oh, how much? I'm, I I saw what it went for at the end. I put in with like two fifty. Ooh, I went for you think you five put digits. A, yeah, I was like, you could put another comma in there. I, I still would not have yeah, won. I think I went for I think of twelve. This thing is what yeah. I saw, which is. $12,000 for Wayne Gretzky's jersey. Autograph, but I knew that would have been awesome to have. There. Which, by the way, mine is still floating around somewhere. Somewhere in the... Uh, somewhere I, signed I, by... Who, Jer- not Jeremy Rohn, okay, I got the wrong. Here's what I, here's what I found out. Um, and this is a follow-up. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, we talked about... Um, I have a friend who knows Gretzky's agent and took my authentic Gretzky jersey to Vegas during Gretzky's summer, uh, fantasy camp. So the jersey went to breakfast where a lot of the guys will sign stuff. And as it was sitting at the table, Holly came over and Brett Halls goes, oh, Blues jersey, signed the jersey. Uh, Yari Curry was sitting next to him and was like, yeah, okay, signed the jersey as well. Nick Sorley came by at the end of breakfast. Wayne never showed up. Signed it and said, I'll take it to Wayne. And to my knowledge now, Marty McSorley has my jersey tracking down Wayne Gretzky, who has still not signed it. <laughs> this is the best part about it. After all that. It's signed by three dudes who are not the dude printed on the jersey. Still cool, though. Two Hall of Famers and a guy. And, and then his bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. And a guy who basically watches back for all the 80s and early 90s. But uh, that's cool, though. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Cool. If and awesome when I ever get, get it, back. it back. So, yeah, it'll be good. So, like I said... um, That'll be our plan of action. Yep. Coming up in the next couple of weeks. I actually should be coming back in the record. So we're going to have Ashley come in and record, and she's going to have her thoughts and everything. And then I'm going to do up like a mini episode. We have our episode here, and then we have yep. a little her little thoughts that either, depending on when I get this in, splice it in there or do whatever. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So if you get a hold of us on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, at Hossapalooza. And also, uh, mine is changed now, so mine's at jmartine82. So I have uh, uh, changed it up to be a little professional because I got some other stuff in the uh, works, as they say. Sweet. So, and then also on the Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. And the email us if you'd like to ask us any kind of questions about the upcoming expansion draft, amateur draft, or free agency. It's blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, the most important one that I almost nearly forgot is our website is blueshockeypodcast.net. Correct. And, uh, yeah, so kind of disappointing into the season. So, last thought before we go, your favorite moment from this year. 
the Winter Classic. Yeah. I was – I have one that's like definitely Winter Classic because thanks to you and I very much appreciate that. It's a moment I won't forget that I got to go to yep. uh, the Winter Classic, which is something that I – leading up to like a couple days beforehand, I was made peace with that I wasn't going to be there. But I wound up getting tickets to not only that, but also the alumni game. Which was amazing. Which was also fun, too. That whole weekend, I would put as the memory. Yeah, we got a tailgate and met a lot of cool people. So that was a fun thing. And seeing all the fans out and yep. not only us, we were like, I kind of always thought, like, man, it's only us that made a couple of crazies just tailgating. No, man, there was thousands of people tailgating great. beforehand. And that was kind of the coolest thing where we were at. Uh, my second one is, as a, you know, my man crush, Barrett Jackman, uh, retired. So it was kind of a cool ceremony they did. And, you know, when he officially retired and then we beat him in trivia on top of that yes uh, and then i'll put it for one b for me is uh is player night that yeah. was great yeah watching and i watch on tv which was great also the game that you and i went to uh the night after pre- the presidential election against chicago where yeah. everybody sang the national anthem i mean yeah. that was that was some heavy crap because obviously you know there were a lot of people not, not happy. happy with the result of that election um but it was cool that amidst and everybody yelling that, you know, 18,000 people came together and, and sang the national anthem. And yeah, it was great. Notion, and there was, like, no cheering, like Chicago fans. Chicago fans, sang props along. to you. Like, yep. you sang. You didn't yep. clap and make noise. Like, you sang the anthem. Yep, so that was really cool. So another uh, – a lot of – a lot of, you know, for much as uh, – I've kind of laid off Twitter lately. This Friday night, I get too much more into right. this because just a lot of – negativity Always. about the season. I mean, even more than about the end of the season and stuff. A lot of people just going off. Every time the Blues news up, there's a certain Twitter handout out there does the phone number for the Blues after every bit of Blues news. Uh, I'm not going to say the name Whatever. of Twitter, but we know who that is. Uh, or the or a hashtag Heartland of the third liners, what the fuck it is. Right. And it's just like, okay, man, like, are you a fan or are you just like the bag on people? Like, I don't get me wrong. There's a lot of missteps. We, oh, we've, for sure. we've gone over that many times. For but sure. At the end of the day, I'm still a fan. I'm not going to sit there and constantly rip this team, which there's a lot of guys out there. But also, there's also the vice versa where everything the Blues do, they can do no wrong. So right. you got a mix of those. So I kind of left Twitter. So I apologize if you've got a hold of me and I haven't been on there. I've yep. just been kind of laying low for a little bit. So anyway, that's about it from us. Sorry for rambling. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon around expansion draft time. St. Louis Blues is for the children. Second half of the episode now. No Chris, but Hello Ashley's here, so we had to split things up. But they're fine. So Yeah, wedding planning is a lot of fun, guys. Don't yeah, do it ever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, we uh so as we went over some of the stuff, so we're gonna kinda slightly rehash stuff, but since we're recording this a handful of days after I talked to Chris, mm-hmm. we'd actually have more news. So it kind of works out almost perfectly that we got to kind of get everything. So we'll get Ashley's perspective on some we of the stuff that's happened. everything in two separate parts. Yeah. So now, the, I guess the new part is, so obviously Nashville is going on to the finals, but we have mm-hmm. a, they have an opponent now compared to they didn't have one when me and Chris talked. Yes, the Pittsburgh they, Penguins. You know, off a really good game, uh, seven. I am still really shocked at how that game went. I really thought the Senators had it. Yeah, they kind of they were surprised me. I kind of I kind of discounted them 
almost every series they pretty much had. I I picked mm-hmm. Boston the first series, and I picked uh, the Rangers the second series, and then I, I picked, picked them everyone. And then I picked uh, Pittsburgh in this one, so I've only got one of them right, but they did really well. So they have a brighter future than, and it also proved that you don't need a top flight center, mm-hmm. but you got to have solid centers though. Like they yep. had, a, they have a couple of really good ones. Like Kyle Turris isn't considered a solid number one, but he's. But everybody's comparable to each other. I yeah. mean, it's like it's a steady flow. So, so the only positive thing that came out. Of, today i don't know if you saw that but craig anderson's wife is officially cancer i saw that i actually saw that late last night that really warmed my heart yeah so that's cool so after that's why that's one of the reason one that if the senators did win i was like that's the like cool part how he kind of he's pretty much got to the master run trophy wrapped up for what he had to go through this Mm -hmm. year leaving the team for 20 or 30 games i believe it was and uh, then coming back and actually having a really good season and and leading them back to the playoffs and uh almost getting them to the Stanley Cup Finals, which is uh, crazy. Uh, so, we'll go over... How about we talk about the first thing we'll go over is the Nashville series. Obviously, the Blues were out in six. Mm-hmm. Um, just ran out of steam, pretty much. Yep. Uh, once that goal that Johansson scored in the game six on the breakaway, that was kind of... That was the nail in our coffin. Yeah, that pretty much like you knew they weren't going to come back from that. Mm-hmm. It was just too too much. Even though it was early in the third, you just kind of saw that they were kind of holding on and hopefully getting that you know That goal, goal was definitely the moment that my stomach dropped in that game. Yeah. Like, oh, I got the chills right now just thinking about because i was so yeah i thought they had a, i thought the i thought they were all hanging in there and i really think they got to the game seven i think they had a really good shot to win that mm-hmm. i really do yeah and then i don't know how they would have done against anaheim but um i think of another really close series that probably would have went down to the wire I, agree with that. I really think we we could have taken anaheim uh, it would have been really close i think they had a good shot and, mm-hmm. and then i don't know who they would have faced in the finals i think it, that the predators tough. They just have they have so much momentum and it's just snowballing. And yeah, and they've lost um, a lot of guys to injury. They lost obviously Kevin Fiala in yes. our series. Um, they lost Ryan Johansson in the last game, in game uh, seven or six or whatever it was, to uh, the Ducks. Uh, so Johansson wound up having some kind of leg injury where and he's Fisher out. Was out and then Fisher game. was skating yesterday, yes. so he may be back. But they would so the top two centers and. Uh, one of their younger players were going to be out for the finals. So uh, it seems like most people are picking the Predators for the finals that I can see. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. all bandwagon. It's that's, funny because yeah. I look through my news feed now and I see like, you know, obviously um, my fiance is from Nashville. So I've got, you know, our Nashville friends and family on, on my feed. And it's people that, you know, have always given me, heckled me like, oh, why do you like hockey so much? Like every time we see you, you're in a blues shirt and you've got that blues tattoo and your blues that you know and then i see these people that have always asked me like well how does hockey work and now all of a sudden they're like we won the cup smashville oh, <laughs> i'm like God. you jerk or the uh what's the that little did you see that video that they made like the dance or whatever oh my gosh yes the oh, man d- the predator thing yeah, the predator the, claw, like, claw thing, thing yeah they it, go like this <laughs> oh god it was pretty uh <laughs> It's something. Whoever, it's cringeworthy. Whoever, you guys got to look that up. Whoever, if Chris is here, I would bring up the Rams rules and then see which one was worse. So I'll have to get his opinion on that. So anyway. Um, um, we should include a link to that. I'll tweet it. I believe I have, but I will read. Me and, me and Ashley both retweeted after. I thought that there. it was fake at first until I realized that. It was pretty predator- high production values. That's why I was like. Look, I'm like maybe like a fans like some fan thing did this or some local radio it was like radio or TV station did it and that's what it is but no it was like from the Nashville like uh-huh. 
team, which I thought was interesting. So anyway, um, we'll just do real quick. Who do you think who do you got in the finals? Okay, I see. You know, I was really contemplating this on the way here because I've always said my entire life, I want to lose to the champions. I do not want to lose to a loser because then that just makes me feel a little more Mm -hmm. depressed about my team. But and then, you know, and I can't stand the Penguins, you know, I, I just I can't. I can't stand Sidney Crosby. I can't stand the way that, you know, just his embellishing, his crybaby BS. I can't stand it. So that's what makes this tough. And I even given some of our fellow Blues fans, you know, I'm like, hey, guys, like, you know, I get the F the Predators thing because they knocked us out. But wouldn't you rather lose to the people that win the cup? But then here's my thing. I don't think I can stomach them winning a Stanley Cup before before our team. I can't. I don't think I can stomach it. And as much as I want to lose to the cup champions, I would honestly rather see the Penguins take it away from them. Yeah, so I got the Penguins in six. Yeah, I I was thinking about that. I haven't thought about games yet. Um, I'm being a little biased because game six, if necessary, is on my wedding day, June 11th, which oh. means some of our friends, and, and the game would be in Nashville, which means some of our friends and family down there that we have that work for the Predators. I don't know how I'm marrying into this family. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, so it'll be a... But, and, so I kind of hope that the Penguins take it in five, just so... Everything works out. Everything yeah. works out. So, because I mean, I know, I know that they, of course, we we all want more hockey. We don't want the season to be over. You know, it was a heck of a season for a lot of different teams. But um, Penguins, please take it in five, so my more of my friends and family can be at my wedding. There you go. Thank so, you. <laughs> uh, so looks so so in hockey, we'll be wrapping up. So like we talked about a little bit last uh, ep- well, part of this episode, at least. So we kind of more defined what's going to go on with us for the last week of June. So the expansion draft is the 21st of June. So Chris and, and Ashley, myself. The day before my 21st birthday, mm, guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that we're going to have an expansion draft kind of, I guess, Expansion draft party? Party, review. Party review? Well, we're going to have... Us oh, here. the review for yeah. Well, at live, I gotta say live slash live the tape review. So we're gonna okay. we'll stream it uh, on our uh, Facebook page, and then like uh, we will also uh, be recording as well, like bits and pieces. Just because I think that's kind of what a lot of fans are kind of looking forward to more than the entry draft this year. Because entry draft is kind of like not really blow away prospects this year. Mm-hmm. They have a couple guys that are pretty solid as yeah. in. Uh, Oh god! I went to my yeah. This now. is no Austin Matthews type thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know Nico Hersher and uh, the other guy that I can't think of right, uh, Nolan Patrick. Uh, those are like the top two guys, and who knows how they're going to go? One, two, whoever. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's kind of like there's like ten guys who can go between three and uh, thirteen because mm-hmm. it's just like it just depends on what you like out of those guys. Because pretty much what a lot of the late round. For. So unfortunately, the Blues having two first rounders. I really see them peddling one of those just because it's not a solid draft. Yeah. But you'll get like a decent player. You might you might get a winner, who knows? I mean, the could but but right now from what all the experts have been saying over the last year. I feel like this, this was just gonna be boring. Yeah. They said next year could be a very good draft. I feel like we got such a good one last year that yes. you know, this year it's just I mean it's an off yeah. year. So the another big news that we went over earlier was the Blues technically losing their AHL affiliate to the Vegas Golden Knights. So Chicago Wolves will be – that will be the Vegas Golden Knights' primary one, and the Blues will loan players to the Golden Knights pretty much. That's ridiculous. So pretty much uh, 
And as we talked about the Wolves kind of down the blues about how they wanted to run things, whatever. So what do you think? So, you, you know, we, I think at the, the Golden end of the day, Knights are already getting on my nerves. Yeah. That's, I want to see their jerseys still, but still. But um, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to go there for for some games. Like I love I love Vegas, you know, itself. But yeah, I think I, there's a tentative. Chris wants to do something. And I said, oh, we'll see how things go. But uh, I'm going for sure. Nobody can stop me. There you go. So <laughs> hopefully the AHL work affiliate works out, and then the season after we can get a uh, our own affiliate somewhere. Yeah, hopefully the Kansas City them. thing, the Kansas City thing falls. Through. It's more of like I get it's a it's a cost thing. Stillman kind of mm-hmm. came out and said like I want to run an NHL team. I don't want to run an AHL team. And, you know, which is absolutely understandable. It's still a yeah. business. So I get it. So it's uh, you know basically Chicago paid also a portion of like apparently a good portion of each of the Blues prospects salary mm. so the blues were only paying a little bit and just loaning them out pretty much you know so basically chicago wasn't paying a full salary for guys so I they're think, like rentals to a degree yeah so that's so for the blues it was a you know cost pro you know cross prohibitive mm-hmm. so uh let's see what else do we have so we said colton preco went to the, over to the world championships did extremely mm-hmm. well did was very on the, well was on the all uh tournament team after coming in after the, missing the first two games and wound up leading uh, Team Canada in ice time from there on out. He averaged about 26 minutes. 26 minutes and 12 seconds is what really? I Really? Holy crap. Yeah, so a couple had a couple overtime games in there, so that kind of threw it off a little bit. Do you but... see the um, gold helmets that uh, that Sweden was wearing? Yeah, and Sweden uh, wound yeah. up winning in the shootout. Uh, and I remember, I think it was, I forgot who was in the hot tub with like the... Uh, yeah, I saw that <laughs> picture. Know, oh, with all I his could... equipment on. So. Yeah. I think it was Nicholas Backstrom, if I'm not 100%. But, uh, so another news that we went over earlier. So, Blues got rid of all their assistant coaches, mm-hmm. which I thought was long overdue. I think Ray Bennett needed I to be gone. Agree. He's here for 10 years. Um, apparently, Rick Wilson was asked back, but he wants to be closer to home, which coincidentally is in Dallas. So, I wonder where he's going. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if Ray Bennett winds up down in Dallas with Hitchcock as well. Yeah, uh, see y'all later. And then Ty Conklin, who was like the minor league goaltending coach, he is also was asked. Uh, he's not, did not get asked back. Um, and also Steve Thomas, who was not asked back as well. So the Blues they have a lot of coaching to fill. Plus, mm-hmm. the goaltending coach is going to be filled by Martin Brodeur. He's going to not he will not fill, but he's going to find candidates and then present them to Yo and whoever. Well, hopefully he finds us some good ones. Yeah, but I also think, I'm going to miss him dearly. I also think he's like not going to be like the full on goalie coach, but I'm sure if there is a moment where he's going to have his toes dipped in, I'm sure he might go down and see what's going on and keep an eye on it. I mean, that just sounds like for what he did to Jake Allen afterwards. I mean, I know that's why. I mean, he was always you know my favorite goaltender of all time. Anyways, long before he ever was an idea to even play in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember when I woke up to that news, I literally cried. Yeah, because I know I have a buddy who's a massive fan too, and yeah, uh, I just I literally cried. I called my friend Jordan that lives in D.C. and was like, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yeah. So it was, so that's always cool that he uh, came here. So I know who do you think he would come to us with? Like, do you have any ideas? Yeah. The na- the one name that came up, uh, which was I thought was hilarious, that I saw one of the national guys tweeted out. Uh, I can't remember the first one he said because I didn't recognize the name, but the second one was a former Blues goaltender, Fred Brathwaite, which I thought was, really, which I thought was funny. Which, yeah, I haven't heard that name. Yeah, in a long no, that's time. hilarious. Wow. I haven't seen him since the Nelly video. So okay. Was it Nelly video? No, it was the uh, "Welcome to Atlanta" song. Wow, 
I can't believe I remember that. The remix version. The remix version. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so back off 90s uh, hip hop or 2000s really. But anyway. Um, <laughs> We're getting gangster over here. Yeah. So the big <laughs> news was, so since Chris was not here for that, well, we recorded before this. So the Blues have filled two of the three vacancies. Yeah. One pretty much saw coming. A former Blues player, Daryl Sador, who uh, was the defensive coach for Mike Yo in Minnesota. Gets a three-year contract to run the defense, basically. Take over for Rick, mm-hmm. Rick Wilson, who was doing the job. So you kind of saw that coming. Uh, so, and he uh, you know, has been coaching uh, in the minor leagues in the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. he's – I think that's a good move. Still yeah, not so that far out of the game. season as an assistant with the Wolves. Yeah, he actually was uh, – yeah, he was with the Wolves last year. So he actually was – it was funny um, – teammates with some of the guys still on the blues yep with and steen petrangelo and david perron and berglund berglund were all on the team still he played with those four players and all those players are still uh with the team so he's a like i said three-year deal with minnesota there he like so you said last year he's with chicago wolves so see, he's familiar with good... schmaltz barbashev yes. which i think will help out i a think lot. i th- I think this is going to be a good thing with him. I, I foresee nothing but good things coming out of that. And so. uh, the other thing with Daryl Sador, which I, the other thing which I did not realize, how many freaking Stanley Cup finals this guy has been to. He's been really? to four Stanley Cup finals. What? And won twice. He was with Dallas in 99 and Tampa 2004. And he's also with Pittsburgh the year they lost to... Um, wow, Tampa was that long ago? 2004? And then wow. he was with Pittsburgh one year, and there's one more I can't remember that he was with. Uh, so anyway, but he was with so he was with a lot of teams. So the one that nobody saw coming, which <laughs> I, I didn't see this coming, which is funny. Which a lot of people there's when he played with the Blues very recently, a lot of people weren't massive fans with him oh, because God. of the contract and other I stuff. Loved him. And and then there's fans who really liked him. And I yep. was like in between, like he plays his role well. Yeah, does he like? I let's. It's the same thing I think of Jay Bowmeister. Like as much as like he's I, he's very, he's overpaid for what he does. He's still a good enough player for what he does. People I'm disagree with that, really but butt, still. Still really butthurt over those calls on Bo Meester. But, uh, <laughs> so, another person rejoined the Blues. He just played in the playoffs this year in the first round with Montreal. Steve Ott returns. Woo! Otter! He returns to the Blues, like, out of nowhere, which is the craziest. Uh, I just can't wait to see him chirping the other benches. Yeah, you so know it's going to happen. It sounds like from tweets that I saw from Jeremy, I think it was more Luke Korak, he's going to be like, quote, unquote, the number two offensive assistant. So he's going to be like the Ray Bennett role where he's going to be like up high watching the game. So he won't be on the bench every Oh, game. no. Bring him down. So the number one, quote-unquote, number one assistant is still out there, and it sounds like Craig Berube is the favorite. It sounds like Dan Bilesma is not in the running at all, which kind of sucks because that's who I wanted. But yeah. anyway, Steve Ott, who was, a, who was just playing on this team not that long ago, and it was kind of interesting that like, people were saying, like, is this guy – or players going to listen to him? But he was apparently very highly respected in the locker room. Just this is I've just heard this from other people just – players looked up to him a lot and when he left that was more almost almost a big of a void from when Bacchus was leaving. I was just gonna say it was when Bacchus left. Because he was very just kept the room light and was able to be that go between so that's pretty much what he's gonna be, like kind of the go perfect go between coaches and players. So when a yeah. player has something you can't really say to a coach or whatever mm-hmm. 
I think Steve Ott was going to play that role perfectly. Where you, can yeah. Hopefully he teaches. Up and hopefully he teaches a couple more of our guys to you know piss people off. <laughs> yeah, get, get some more of those. Yeah, uh, and then also hopefully they bring back those zero to uh, sixty uh, yes. things with a oh, AW, yeah. like Steen and stuff like that. I love that. And then uh, I'm looking at Ott's thing right now. 848 NHL games from 2002 to 17. 288 points, 109 goals, 179 assists, and 1,555 penalty minutes. Yeah, so so he comes in, and that's very interesting. And then you know, so uh, you know, he's really good friends with like uh, Ryan Reeves, and Mm -hmm. I know that he was you know familiar. He was really good with a lot of the guys. So I think, obviously, I think we're both. I think we're both fans of it. I think. Took me by surprise, so I had to like kind of process it a little bit. I still don't, like I said, I didn't even know that this, like this was a thing. Like, yeah, because I was actually in a meeting on Friday when this happened, and I just came back to my phone, and then I said, uh, "Steve Ott joins the Blues, but in a completely different role." So I'm thinking, "Oh, he's coming back to like take kind of some front office role and yeah. help out, you know, with something on you know scouting or something like that." Yeah. And then I open another app up, and then assistant coach you're like okay didn't yeah. see that coming but down, like i said down. i think it's a perfect go between uh he's also on a three-year deal as well so i think that's also good that we're not doing this year-to-year crap anymore either. oh my god i know so yo is here for another he had a four-year contract they first signed so he's here for three years the assistants are here for three years uh just... one more to fill so craig berube well two if you count the goaltending coach the so goaltending mm-hmm. coach is out there um, they're hoping to get all these wrapped up by the entry draft, which is the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really not worried about the goalie thing since you said, you know, Brodeur is going to present us with some options. So obviously he's going to talk to people. Yeah. And he's going to get somebody that... he knows. He knows Jake's what his mental mm-hmm. uh, makeup is and yeah. what his style is. So he's going to yeah. find somebody along the way. So I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah. Um, Barube did an excellent job last year with the Wolves. So. I'm hung up on Dan Bilesma for some reason. Like I think he'd be better. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think Brube would be definitely be a good one too. I think Brube is waiting on the vacancies in Florida and Buffalo. Yeah. So I think if I don't know where those are going to go, but if they for some reason Craig Brube gets one of those, who knows where the Blues will go? Supposedly uh, Michelle Terrian, who is a former coach of in Pittsburgh that had Mike Yo, he coached in Montreal. I would not be a fan of that if that happened, but. Mm. I'd rather have a. I'm not really too familiar with that human, but yeah, I would say if my if you had my choices, I would say Biosma, Brube, somebody else, <laughs> Michelle Terrian. If I guess if I have to, but I th- think he was he's got run out of a couple of places. So. Well, then that's not going to work at all. Yeah, so, so. I, I would say Biosma has too. So I think Biosma needs to take an assistant uh, job to kind of get his cred back. Yeah. So um, who knows what happened in Buffalo with the whole Jack Eichel thing? So. Uh, let's see. We got that, that, that. And I think yeah, that's about it for the Blues news. Like we said, we had the assistant coaching things. Kind At of least up. it was mostly happy news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm like, I'm not ticked off today. So Yeah, and also they, uh, which I encouraged Ashley to, because she didn't see it right before we got on. So we're recording on the 28th of uh, May on Memorial Day weekend here. And... Uh, the Tarasenko article that was out in the paper, basically talking about his home life and stuff like that. I thought was a very good look inside uh, his house and stuff and his kind of life, what he's mm-hmm. thinking and stuff. So 
who yeah. he is as a person, not so, as, I thought it was a good just piece. as a player. I mean, you can consider a puff piece or whatever you want to say. He's, but it, it's, it was cool to see something like that. Yeah. Because he's a pretty... Pretty been a pretty private guy since he's been yeah, with and for five, six years. My fiance and now. I know him. I was one of his first friends when he came to America. When he came to St. Louis, you know, I've known him since he moved here mm-hmm. when he was twenty. But you know, like it's it's nice that other people are going to be able to see like what a like what a what's the word I'm looking for here? Genuine, genuine. Yeah, thank you, genuine person that he really is. Because a lot of people, you know, especially Fairweather fans, only see him on the ice as just. You know, yeah, this player. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, exactly. And like I said, you know, it's it's nice that people are going to be able to take a look at this and see who he is as a person because he's a really good person. Yep. So I think that's, that's all I got on the list here. So like I said, a short little one that we kind of tacked on here. And uh, like I said, the plans are to do the expansion thing. We'll mm-hmm. be getting more information out about that in the next couple, uh, next couple weeks. Like I said, I'm going to reach out to some people and try to have – don't be wrong. Me and Ashley and Chris will be just fine. But in case we get some other voices, just to have mm-hmm. other voices and opinions. So who knows what the Blues are going to do? Oh yeah, let's go with the uh, roster construction real quick. Okay. Like, uh, the thing I said, and it's off the top of your head, and whatever you like. Uh, I said, Chris. I said two things you would like to see the Blues do roster wise this off season. I said make it realistic, make it non realistic. Um, obviously, you might too. Just I'll give you a second to think about it. Uh, I said you have to somehow, some way, get rid of your the terrorist contract. That's yes, packing oh, up God. with unfortunately maybe a better prospect or a high pick. Send them somewhere so you can get that four point seven million dollars off the books. Um, you're going to lose one of three on your uh, expansion draft that I can come up with. You're going to probably gonna lose either David Perron, uh, Carl Gunnarsson, or Dimitri Yaskin. So you're going to lose a little bit of salary there, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, then my one other guy that I said the Blues—they've been rumored to be in on for months now. It seems like uh, Tampa's Jonathan Drewen, uh, Steve Eisman's up against the cap, uh, so he's going to have to move, and he has to sign the triplets line uh, because they're all RFAs and all really good. So they're going to all command a decent, at least bridge deals that are pretty good. So. Uh, he's probably looking to move. It sounds like Drewen will get him the most back. So it sounds like that's who he might move. So that's uh, who I've been wanting. Yeah. So if the Blues can somehow pull that off, that'd be great. So, well, that's one of my things. Okay. Like so. I, I really want that to happen. I mean, ever since that it was, ever since it was first a thought and brought up, man, I don't know for my, for my number two. Uh, and then either, I think they need to add any kind of. I would say an element. Like, do you think they add like speed or something like that, or think more toughness, more speed? I think that we're pretty fast right now, honestly. I mean, we've got the toughness and speed both mixed in with Reeves. I feel, I, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have another tough guy, though, you know, to have mm-hmm. a little more muscle. So. It sounds like, and then they have one UFA, which unfortunately is your favorite player. So he said he'd at the end of the uh, season, he did not have any discussions with Doug Armstrong yet, but he liked things he can continue playing is uh, Scotty Upshaw. So, Scotty Upshaw. So I do not know. So who knows that the Blues will bring him back? All right, then that's my number two. Keep him. Right. So the Blues, that line was good. So that's why I mean, hopefully it just didn't run to a numbers game, which I think unfortunately mm-hmm. I mean, he scored ten goals this year. I mean, for a fourth liner, that's not bad at all. I know, I know. So, our fourth line was so good, man. Why can't they just play one more game? Yep. So Ugh. ran out of steam, unfortunately. So I need to go have a talk with those boys. There you go. If you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL at Ashley Ryan. It's getting ready to change though. Oh. Change that up a little bit. Ashley Reigns. And then what's uh, Chris's? At Hossapalooza. 
uh, Facebook Blues Hockey Podcast. That's where you'll be seeing our live stream in a few weeks for the expansion draft special. <laughs> and uh, hold it on. <laughs> so and then uh, gangster again. And what's the last thing we have? Oh, and our website blueshockeypodcast.net. So and also after we get done with that. Uh, expansion stuff we'll record like a wrap-up after the draft and then we'll do a wrap-up of free agency uh, after fourth of july i think we should do kind of a comparison go back and look at what do you remember one of the first episodes we did this season when we ranked um the central division we should go back and see which one of us were more like who hit the nail on the head who was closest with our rankings I have to see. I have to know. I thought I picked Nashville to finish three. I, I think I'm going to go. I I might go home and listen to that tonight and list off how we numbered and how we ranked everybody. And then after the season's over, see how we shaped up. Yeah. And also. Uh, see we, if I'm some kind of fortune teller or something. Good. <laughs> and we also have some after we do our draft, not draft special, the uh, for agency wrap up that we do after 4th of July. We'll have our usual break until preseason starts Mm -hmm. during that time we got some couple things we're gonna do uh we'll be moving the website uh, i've got a couple things i'm doing yeah you're busy you'll be less busy after i'm uh, gonna be taking all kinds of cute pictures and all kinds of awesome glass bangers t-shirts Ooh, there you go that's what i'm here first so keep your eyes peeled because i've got a few coming your guys's way there you go so all right we'll wrap it up there and then we'll see you guys for our expansion draft check you later Take